Hey, welcome back for the road, everybody. I'm your host, Punk Rock. We got Andar and Tragic with us today, and we are officially introducing our newest writer for the team, Mac Black. How you doing, Mac? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, this. I'm just this. so I won't get fined. Yeah. What's that? I'm just here so I won't get fined. Shit, there you <laughs> go, right? <laughs> Tragic's been threatening me on the low. Oh, yeah. I believe it. I believe it. You know, I'm subtle. He threatens all of us in public. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a lie. That's oh. not a lie. Many, many, many of times I've been threatened that he's going to pick me up by my face. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, COVID's kept you safe, so. Yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully in the next couple of months we can fulfill what we've been trying to do. Yeah, man. I'm going to be fucking rad. We got fucking Andar over here, just unprepared as fuck, trying to eat dinner while we're doing this too. Hey, hey, hey! A few of us have club stuff to do later, okay? What's that? <laughs> What's a club? <laughs> oh, it's, it's, oh, are you in one of those motorcycle gangs? <laughs> you, got, you guys are so cute when you guys dress up in matching clothes and you go ride your motorcycles together. <laughs> hey, hey, today is tan pants Thursday, okay? We all gotta wear tan pants. So does the PR stand for Preach Rock? Close. Wow. Okay. I'm just I'm just saying. Okay. okay. You were talking about clubs. I know somebody else that does that shit. I mean, you're over here drinking peach gin, so I don't want to hear your shit, man. <laughs> drink it straight or don't drink it at all. What's your problem here? Hey, just eat your cheese it's and be happy. I'm going to eat my wife's boyfriend's Cheez-Its and be happy. That's right. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, why, yeah. don't you, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, Mac? Well, I eat my, my Cheez-Its here. Shit. Uh, fuck. You want me to tell you something different from what's on the bio? Well, maybe, maybe for some of the less, uh, I don't know, literate followers that only listen to us and don't read our shit. Okay. For all two of those people. So, let's see. Started off in an independent club, went to a nation, came back, and I'm now in a support affiliate role. This is a long journey, my own personal journey. I don't hold any grudges. Did a lot of learning, did a lot of shit that was the incorrect way that I've learned from and survived. So let's, if you don't mind, let's unpack some of that. Like what kind of got you into motorcycles? What kind of got you into to riding and stuff like that? Looking, uh, you know, starting off when you were younger or whatever, just got you that love, that love affair with bikes. Shit, man. My pops came home with a 1979 Kawasaki KE dual sport bike when I was like four. I was hooked. I was done. Every time he started it, I'm in the pajamas with my feet out, grabbing his little purple glitter helmet, running up the hallway. And he knew I was hooked, and my mom was like, no. But here we are later, like, on bike number six. (laughs) (laughs) What got you, you know, I know you're, if you want to talk about it, um, you can. I know you're a veteran, stuff like that. You've talked about that a little bit on the page. Is that what got you into the into the club life? Are you kind of doing it before then? Was was it a, dry, a motivating factor? Uh it uh, actually, I was into riding before I left active duty, 
but the club stuff didn't come till after. And, you know, you start getting out more and you don't have the uh, certain government restrictions on the job I was in. So you start meeting people and you get out. One of the guys I worked with was like, hey, I want you to come out, hang out with us, see what we're about. And so I went to my first bike night like in, is that? 2000 probably 2003 and man it was it was that i was hooked so so we'll we'll probably get into this more um because in the coming weeks we're going to do a uh we're going to do a show about uh support clubs Uh. and we'll we'll probably get into this a little more and then if, if you're not comfortable talking about this too, uh, please tell me, tell me to get fucked and we'll, we'll just keep it moving. Um, I'm not going to bring up your nation. That's not my, it's not my, my place to bring it up, but you technically could not join the main club that you're supporting. Is that correct? Uh, that's correct. So how do you, like, so how, how do you go about that? Like, what is that? Like, why do you do it? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so for, for the people that do listen that want to talk about the elephant in the room but don't want to buy the fucking ticket to the show, I'll explain that shit. It's basically the way we came about, uh, my brothers and I, you know, we, 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 I, I still get messages about that shit about, well, how are you going to support a nation that you can't join? Which, again, they don't know the full story of it. Mm-hmm. When these people reached back to their mother chapter and this was all coming into play they basically had to put their shit up for ours and i'm gonna tell you something that's for that nation that's a that's a big deal to put your shit up for somebody else's so before you get out before when people start on that tangent talking about their races this that and the other last time i checked i've never met anybody racist that's willing to put up their shit for somebody they don't like. I mean, you know, I think, it's, it's a big deal. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, one thing that, you know, we were talking about elephants in the room. We've talked about it before. Uh, somebody at a different site, at a different organization, wrote uh, wrote an article basically kind of that was about you, um, referencing you, and, and kind of running down, I guess is the word we use, uh, your decision, which always kind of struck us the wrong way, is, is how do you tell a man um, where he can be or where his home is or where his brothers are. Um, when you find it, I believe that, that you found that, that you find it, uh, and how somebody could try and tell somebody else what they need to be a part of, uh, what they need to believe, what they need to affiliate with based on, on that person writing the articles perception. Uh, I always thought was, was shit. Yeah. And, and then too, if, if they still wore a fucking patch and were fucking active, and we're actually out there on the fucking set, they might see some shit. You know, I'm just saying. I you can't come you can't come for my patch and talk shit and you don't have one at all. I mean the last time that you were in a fucking club, I think the Flintstones were still doing real episodes and shit. I just don't I, I could care less, you know, about somebody else's opinion on that shit if they don't fucking walk my walk. Right. I mean, uh, are, breaker, breaker seven three, breaker seven three. We have shots fired. We have shots fired. 
Um, God. You know, I want to just touch real quick on, on what Mac just said is that, you know, you know, is does race come into to play, um, you know, in the club scene? Yeah, there's stuff there. Like nobody's ever saying it's not the, it, the, the the MC scene is perfect or anything like that. But if you really listen to what he just said, he said that men out there, you know, put their patch on the line. For to to bring them into the fold, that is for me. Like, look at I love a lot of fucking dudes that are dear friends of mine, and that the idea of putting my patch on the line for someone else, man, if that doesn't strike a little bit of fucking makes your knees a little nervous, you know, it, it, that's a big deal. The the level of respect and honor. To basically say, like my my identity in this world, I'm willing to to put on the line for another man. That's a lot of love and respect. And if you still call that that dude, you know, a racist because you know, for whatever reason, you know, and, and like I said, it's not like bylaws and rules like that um, are in cement. Things like that change. They've changed in other clubs. They change in the future. Who knows? But to, to to ignore that that willingness to sacrifice your very fucking essentially your soul of the MC world that patch because that, that's what we fucking that's that is literally the symbol of of what you are in this world that's a fucking huge big deal and so if anybody who who wants to talk shit and say like you know that's fucked up or whatever that you know you can't get into that you know or whatever. That's you're not looking deep enough into that topic. You're, it's a real superficial, shitty response, and you're judging a man that you have no right to judge. Okay, so that's the episode. Thanks everybody for. <laughs> yeah, right. I just had to get that off my fucking like. Ever since, ever since, like I said, that other page said that shit. You guys know I asked him to come on, and and I'll debate with you. I'll talk with you. You know, not and I'll and I'll be the first to say there's a lot of fucking racist shit that happens in the MC scene still. There's stuff that I don't agree with. That doesn't mean you change. You get better results with honey than you do with fucking vinegar. Yep. Well, I think you know. I think Mac Mac said it great too. If you're not wearing a patch, should you be telling somebody that is what they what they can and can't do when when wearing that? Not when wearing that patch, but in, in the patch that they choose to be a part of. If you're not in the arena, how do you tell him what to do or what to think? Yeah, and it's, yeah. I like I like you know. I mean, obviously, fuck. I mean, you guys saw my reaction with. When Mac was going, you know that 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 spoke to me. But you know, I also really like how you explained it, uh, Dave. Is don't don't tell the motherfucker where he can and cannot find brotherhood. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And you know, I'm really I'm really happy with with the with the answer I got there. I wasn't expecting nothing deep like that. Just because I want to, motherfucker. That's why. I mean, that that should be enough <laughs> for anybody. For anybody. Yeah. Too, but you know. I, and I do understand that everybody's areas are different, but you judge somebody else's area based off of what goes on in your area. And that, and that's what I say. If if you go out, if you go out to the woods, there's there's another club that's very close with the nation out there, and they fucking fuck with each other. But you wouldn't know that unless you went out there to see it, because they don't get on Facebook posting that shit. They don't make broadcast about it 
they just do brother shit together and that's just what the fuck it is. There's no pictures, there's nobody trying to get famous about, hey, look who the fuck we were drinking with. And nobody does that shit. Yeah. So Oklahoma's way different from the West Coast, though. That's yeah, man. I've you know, that's been one of the things I've been blessed to to have in my life is you know, we're kind of taught in in Southern California that we're kind of like the mecca for for all that is MCs, right? Just because, I mean, we get to do this shit all year round. We ain't got to worry about, like, riding seasons and stuff like that. Like, like Dave has to worry about where, he, you know, he gets 18 feet of snow overnight. You know, we don't have to worry about that. We just have to worry about, oh, do I put a hoodie on or am I cool with a T-shirt for, like, 360 days a year? And you get out to other places – you know, it's it's completely fucking different. Like, you know, I, I had uh, I had a lot of aspirations and hopes when I came out to, to Florida to come find out that I don't know shit about the East Coast. And what I know from back home might not be the correct way to go about things here. And I can get my ass hemmed up real quick. We, we've talked about that before in the chat that re- region makes a big deal. Like region, politics, region protocols you know and, and yeah i think you're right uh about that punk rock us here in southern california it's not as it's not as complicated as it is a lot of other places a lot of other places there's a lot more moving parts there's a lot more different organizations there's a lot more clubs there's a lot more um uh, variety to the types of clubs than there are out here uh, so I, in, in as someone who feels pretty confident as I know what the fuck I'm talking about, usually I know for a fact that I I don't know shit about shit when it comes to not my area. Like I said, like I, if I was out in Oklahoma, I would be dependent on my brothers out in that region giving me the load on how it goes around out there. You know what I mean? Um, same thing if we were on Florida or New York or fucking you know Chicago, you know Wisconsin, wherever the fuck you're at, down in the south somewhere. You know, it's just all very, very different, and uh, and that's one of the one things that gets that gets a little bit under my my nerves sometimes with with readers and, and no offense readers, but they'll they'll preach sometimes they'll, they'll say something like this is gospel, and they'll they'll try to correct us every once in a while. And we're like, eh, maybe for your area, not not for everywhere else. You know what I mean? You always have to keep that in mind. And that's another thing too when you're reading. You know, I, I've noticed it is when you're reading articles, too, depending on where the dude's at, he's going to write from his point of view, right? And I've seen articles back-to-back kind of talk about the same shit, but they're completely different. You know, where this is saying, no, you take three lefts and then a right, and this one's saying, like, no, you take a right and then two lefts. But then you look at the region that they're from. You know, that that makes up a big difference, like you were saying. I think Jim had a good... Jim had a good article yesterday talking kind of about the di- uh, protocol and tradition. And, and I think that's kind of um, hits on a little bit of, a, of what you guys are talking about, too, is like, you know, there may be something that's a long standing established norm in one area that's maybe brand new in another or something that just never caught on and was never never thought of there because of, of whatever reason. And then there's things that are kind of universal. Jim gave the example of um, I think you use like the old Knights example or something like that and taking your helmet off and moving your gloves and stuff like that. And those are, are I think what we would all call kind of universals. But yeah, I think you guys are, uh, you guys and, and Jim kind of hit on that, that, you know, kind of the differences in protocol and tradition and, and how things can, can vary. Um, but still kind of have that basic, it, it sounds like you guys are all saying, you know, they have that basic tenant of, 
respect behind them. Usually, like, yeah, as long as it's everything's done in a respectful fashion, even if it violates maybe that region's the way they do it a little bit, they'll, they'll, most people will give you uh, the slack, you know, knowing that where, where you're coming from, that you're trying to, you're trying to come about it the right way. Because respect is pretty universal. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's always very different on, on the way things are handled, including, you know, anything from politics to like how you address another club to who's, you know, whose events people go to. I mean, there's it, just so much shit that's involved in that. Um, what about for you out there in Oklahoma, Mac? What, do you guys have anything that you think is maybe like more specific to your region? Not, I wouldn't say more specific. It's just a, it's just a different mix-up, and it's a difference of. I, I don't want to use the word alliances, so I'm not going to use that. But there's a, there's a coexistence, on, on certain ways. Now, as far as, as far as like, out here in Oklahoma, you rarely see any intermingling of black sit white sit it's it's been like that since the beginning of time now that doesn't mean that you don't have people on both sides that are like oh that's my you got people that'll do that they'll load up they'll ride out together regardless of that separation and that's just what it is um there's a lot of people that thought that I said, oh, he's he's trying to just bring it into one set and bring everybody together. No, I'm I'm not the kumbaya guy for that shit. I'm just not. I'm I, you know, to each his own. You know, if you can fucking respect me or have a drink and we can keep it pushing, but otherwise, you know, I I don't I don't suppress people being individuals. I'll put it like that. But here in Oklahoma, there is certain coexistence that. In other states, they don't exist. And, you know, sometimes that word gets transferred. So then when you see them here, it's like, okay, we're going to find out holds true. And I'll, I'll watch it unfold. And, you know, there was a brief discussion about another state. Uh, and everybody parted ways. So, you know, without saying too much, you know, you got people that say, well, if you're at war here, you're at war there. If you're, he, Oklahoma's small. A lot of these people that's in these different clubs are either somehow related, or they were in another club together, or they live in close proximity. So you you tend to find motherfuckers that you know in other clubs, and you're like, man, fuck, why'd he go that way? But it is what it is. Yeah. You know. I, I guess there's 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 those things to where sometimes you come together for the greater good of a different uh, enemy. Yeah, I'll say enemy. <laughs> it's like, man, we really don't care for you motherfuckers, but y'all don't like them motherfuckers either, so y'all are all right. Funk <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rock doesn't know about that. What's that? I said you wouldn't know about that. You ain't have to deal with that shit. Nah, man. I don't. I stay in my. I stay in my lane, dog. That's where I stay. <laughs> you're, gonna, you're gonna be a prospect in two months. Nah. 
I, I didn't say for who. I've seen the writing on the wall. You're going to be voluntold. <laughs> nah. nah that, that man, you know, his, his club don't, uh, that, they don't, they don't accept my motorcycle. So it's. <laughs> <laughs> he does text me once a week, though. He'd be like, hey, you know, I found this, this road glide for pretty cheap. And my homie works at the dealership. So we probably work something out. Be like, I love you too, man. But, uh, hey, bro, I've got, to, I've got to say, like I said, you yeah, I've talked to you guys about my buddy, um, uh, before I mentioned him in the live that I did the other day. Um, my homie, Crazy Horse, um, he, you know, he rides an Indian, and I'm like, fucking, fucking Indian, like, and it's harder to convince him because he's got the fucking Indian logo across his fucking forearm tattooed from wrist to fucking elbow. And I'm like, hey, man, we got to get you on a Harley. And you should see the fucking pained look in his eye when I tell him that, like, hey, man, I got to get you on a Harley, you know. But, no, so this episode is supposed to be kind of um, about Mac and, and his background and stuff like that. So tell us a little bit, like, what do you, you know, out in Oklahoma, for for people that don't really know that much about it, what's, like, what are you, some of your favorite spots to um, to ride solo with your brothers, kind of whatever? What's, what's out there that you enjoy? Yeah. Uh... Everybody, well, everybody around here knows, but people from out of town, like riding up to Mount Scott, riding to Medicine Park, um, going out to, uh, this is going to say, this name's going to sound kind of fucked up, but it's, uh, it's a place called Tahlequah. And, uh, Tala what? Tahlequah. <laughs> but like the, it's the, the scenery and some of the just, the curves, the hills, that shit out there, it's just relaxing. Um, usually when I get somebody that's got a new bike or it's a bike they're not used to or whatever, we've got a couple of lakes out here that's got some curves that wind all the way around them. And I'll, I'll take them out there, and I always tell them, don't ride more than you're comfortable riding before we get out here. They said, don't try to keep up with me. I'm not going to leave you. I just... I mean, it's the type of curves that you're going to learn your limits on how fast and when you can flip that bike to go the right fucking way because there's no markers. The curve is just like, boom, and it's there. Yeah. It's kind of a proven ground, and that's one of my favorite spots to go. Even if I haven't been in a little while, I'll go late at night. Uh, There's a lot of deer out there, but, eh, fuck it, there's deer everywhere. So... Well, that's not different from me. I take people out to PCH. Um, it was familiar with California along the coast. Long sweeping turns. Uh, to me, that's my favorite kind of riding too. Long sweeping turns, nice scenic, you know, looks. Um, and I think that's a good spot for new people to learn too. And you know, it's, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I hit. I was on the highway. I came around where. I-40, I-35 merges. There's a curve. And years ago, I was on a crotch rocket. I was on a 2003 Suzuki TL. And so when I come around the curve, this lady had generously pulled out and ran out of gas and stalled. And there's a group of us, and you hear everybody locking their shit up, trying to get out the way, and I just didn't have enough space, and I took the tail end of the car. You know? And I came out fine. And sometimes to this day, Depending on the curve, there's a curve, there's a there's a hill and a curve going through St. Louis where the semis in front of you look like they just drop off the face of the earth. And I don't care how many times I ride it, that same fucking feeling comes back. So, you know, 
I, I like curves more now than I used to. And it, it just took time from taking the tail end of that fucking car. Yeah. Well, I mean, once you go down, that's a whole fucking... I've talked about dudes that like, I, I still get nervous sometimes fucking riding, you know. If you've been down, like, until you go down, you ride fearlessly the whole time. And I still like to think I do. But it crosses your mind. Like, if you've gone down or you've had an accident like that, especially in, in, in certain regions, like, there's sometimes certain turns I'm like, I have to remind myself, hey, dickhead, lean into it. You know what you're supposed to do, but you don't want to because you're like, hey, this is where this is where my rear wheel slid out for me on that one time when I hit that patch of gravel. Or this is, you know, whatever it is. Um, you know, but that's an experienced rider, you know, forcing yourself to go through it anyways. Yeah, I just, uh, too, I know there's a... Uh... I don't know if you guys experienced this, but when I first came on and I started writing, there's a lot of readers that research and they send out friend requests. And <laughs> I'm just going to tell you, it's a lot of times it's, it's nothing personal, but that motherfucker sits full of requests. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I tend to be a little bit if I haven't met you face to face, I'm not really, you know, if, if I if I have a way of talking to you and a means of communicating with you, I'll accept it. But as far as just out the blue and I and don't get me wrong, I know I know it's probably happening to you guys, too. But, you know, I had to change my notifications for the page. My shit was melting. Like, <laughs> my battery always at 15 <laughs> percent. Yeah, I, I and I've said the same thing, dude. Uh, I don't it, readers all the time are trying to request me on uh, Instagram and I tell them, Hey man, if I don't know you, I don't accept you. What I do is I'll accept. I'll take a look. Who's this cat? Cause I don't know who the fucking long beach boy 79 52 or whatever the fuck the name is. You know, can't make out that little circle picture for shit. So I got to see, you know, some pictures. If I don't recognize you enough to be like, Oh yeah, that's such and such unfollow and delete that shit immediately. It, and I'm gonna tell you this, and I'm tell all the readers this right now. And this is this this has nothing to do with the other guys on here. But if you friend request me, and I see that shit about the thin blue line badges with black tape on it and all that shit, that's an automatic fucking no. It's not personal, but you know, if you think blue lives matter, I've never seen a motherfucker be born blue. That's a fucking career choice. <laughs> so. You know, I'm I don't I don't get caught up in the race shit like everybody else. I was I'm military. I I grew up in Little Rock. Mm-hmm. I've seen some racist shit, but I've had some down ass motherfuckers to have my back overseas when we were deployed. I don't really give a shit about that. But during everything that's going on and you want to come and preach to me about Blue Lives Matter, yeah, I don't have any place for that. Uh, or uh I don't know, A, and, and maybe you other guys want to speak up on some of this because we've, we've seen this, we've discussed this a few times. I don't think we've actually talked about it on the podcast. Seeing, and we, I know some of us written about it, Blade has definitely written about it, seeing clubs, not just, not just fucking regular 99 clubs, not just fucking military clubs, not just, you know, mom and pop clubs, fucking 1% clubs out there also getting involved in the political scheme of things that are going on in the world right now and backing sides that are, that are preaching, you know, pro police stances. Like I get it. If you're, if you're 
base political stance is this, and you're like, hey, fuck that, I don't agree with this, but at no point should a biker, particularly a 1% biker, be backing the fucking blue. Fuck you if you do. Well, not not only that, man, but if you look at the the history of bikers and shit, I, bikers didn't get in the fucking politics of that shit, of any of that. We've always liked to be over here doing what the fuck we do, not getting caught up in that shit. And now you got... Go ahead. Now you got all kinds of shit going on. I think we've 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 been bikers have been very political um for a long time since since the you know since the 60s the, the late 50s but I think like like to tragic point you have to know what you're doing when you're getting involved to to get involved in a a back the blue or whatever type of thing like you just didn't do your research if you want to go to something because you want to support the troops or you know you really have you really care about this monument in your hometown or whatever the case is i get that that's something that you know from from protesting helmet laws fighting vietnam protesters and things like that that's something that's kind of in the mc culture's history but today with social media with with kind of this this very polarized culture that we have you've got to pay attention to what you're doing or you you're going to set a very bad example for an entire organization when it's only you or maybe just you and your brothers like you have to know you have to know to a T to like where tragic said, it's probably better just to sit it out <laughs> than to even take that chance. But I mean, you know, to say that we're not political, I, we've kind of always done certain things, but again, you have to, like, there's no reason to, to no excuse at all for a, a back the, the blue type rally. And if you're going to do something nowadays, you better research the hell out of that before you, <laughs> before you jump in. And when I say, when I say political, I mean, as far as, taking clear-cut size riding to rallies for this person that person what have you i do understand that some clubs feel that that's their cause that's that's their call to glory hey such and such went on we need to show a force that we support him just as long as you remember that fucking cameras are every fucking where mm-hmm. you know? and if you want to go support a cause or do something and it's not you, you just, I just don't, I, me, I personally believe you don't drag your brothers into that shit. You go without your shit. You go as a civilian wanting to support whatever cause you believe in. Exactly. That's the, and that's the point. Like, you can have whatever beliefs you want. Because in this day and age, if you're in, the, in a political spectrum on something, you know, it's like you have to check all the fucking boxes. You know what I mean? The, the, this is your side. That's the way they treat it. You can't. You can't take topic by topic, you know, piece by piece. It, it is set up now, especially social media, that if you are picking the side of this topic, then it is assumed that you have checked all the same boxes, all these, all these other fucking ones, which is bullshit. It shouldn't yeah, be. God like forbid that. you have your own fucking yeah, yeah, freedom of thought. You know, issue by issue. Fucking never mind that. Let's just you know we're gonna carbon copy motherfuckers like you know in mass, but. That's my and that and I've said it before and I wrote that post you know fuck the world it was you know a couple months back you know and it was because like you can't like I would never I respect my my patch so much I have views on certain things I would never go and protest something wearing my patch because that's not my that's not my nation's cause 
Now, if my nation just came together and said, hey, this is what's up, okay, right. then that's what's up. But I don't want to go representing my personal beliefs as if those are all my brother's beliefs. That's not fair to my brother's. And especially the media perception of it. Like, if I go to a fucking protest and I get into a fight, which was some of the video footage that I'm talking about that we've seen, and, you know, I'm over there fighting, and it looks like I'm fighting for Blue Lives Matter, like, I wouldn't want to embarrass my brothers that way. And so that's what I'm saying. And you can have whatever beliefs you have. That's fine. You can stand wherever you stand. But don't, you don't want to drag, because we've talked about it before, for good or bad, when you wear your patch, you, you're not just you at that moment. You represent the whole of your nation. You represent your brothers. You don't just represent your brothers in your area, too. You represent, especially if you're in a, a club like mine, a, a fucking international club, you represent everybody. And I guarantee you, and I've talked about it before, not all my brothers agree eye on this. I got brothers that are left. I got brothers that are right. I got brothers that are down the middle. And I got brothers who don't give a fuck. Every spectrum you can put on, I've got someone who's who's got that field of view. So it's it's not fair to me to to go and jump into that shit and fucking tr- tr- add that that um, general perspective to to my patch. It's, it's unfair. Yep. Oh, and see, I wish Chop was on here because a lot of people do not understand the the great lengths we go to to make my club work because we are a mixed club. Um, we're about 65, 30, 65% black. We don't even care about that. You know, we go, we, we're brothers and that's just the end of it. But during today's time with social media and the media blasting everything, promoting division, it just makes it that much more tasking to keep your group together and on the and, and on course, you know, because, of course, you're going to have people from different walks of life, from different backgrounds that haven't experienced the same things. But when you take that task on as a brother. You have to be able to get there to where you understand each other's point of view. And that shit ain't always easy. And it takes a lot of alcohol. <laughs> Yeah, man. What about you, Andor? You got anything there? When's the last time Ken spoke? What's, what's he got? I don't know. Did, did we ever ask him to speak, though? No, I'm trying this new thing where I <laughs> listen more than I speak, so please. <laughs> I'm sure we can find <laughs> We can find Both of y'all were talking over each other. What? Well, so, I mean, something, we, um, something that we could talk about is just uh you know like like i said kind of in the beginning we want to put together more in-depth um and kind of full profile kind of thing Uh, a lot of readers want to see like the support club aspect and stuff like that but just from your you know from what you do and stuff like that what are some of the what are some of the good things that you take away that you enjoy um of kind of being uh where you're at and being support for for a a large one percent club i could tell you now it's uh It's, it's, it's been a humbling experience because, you know, our to, to start off with our sponsor chapter, that bond was there, that bond that we created. And I'm not going to lie, when we first came in, of course, there was 
other people that were kind of questionable about who are these guys? What are they? But you you have to understand that there's been other people that came in that didn't even make it a full year. You know, they didn't even stick around. You know, so when we had our annual and our prospect was blown away by people who came from different states. And he's like, well, how do you wait? How did, well, how do they, why are they like, man, you just have to get out there and ride and build that bond and build that trust in that brotherhood. It's, it's the only way it works. You know, uh, we do other shit other than bike shit. We'll, we'll pick a day. We'll go to the lake. We'll go out to my land and, fucking shoot up shit and blow shit up just because you know it's it's that time where we talk about everything and i do know there's others that aren't as close with their sponsors and they they ask us well they don't invite us to that only only you can fix that i can't fix that for you you know so um pros uh, I went to a, I went to a bachelor party in Vegas and <laughs> from, the minute, from the minute I touched down to the minute I got on the plane to leave, uh, you know, there were people there checking on me, making sure I was good, seeing if I needed anything, you know, they understood I was out there for a bachelor party. They weren't trying to interrupt, but they were like, Hey, but if if you run out of other shit to do, just let me know. I got other shit for you to do. So, you know, it's it's just a good feeling of being able to touch down in other places. And you can me, I'm always gonna reach out before I go. So that way when I get there, you know, it, it is what it is. But at the same time, people gotta understand when you take that on, that's a heavy responsibility. Cause you not only gotta worry about the perception your club you got to worry about representing so while you may want to do things real quick off the hip you got to think about that shit because you you don't want to bring negative light to the people you're supporting you don't want to bring them any other problems that they don't really have time for they got a fuck enough on their plate so i mean i i do enjoy meeting all of them from different areas and that's something I'm going to continue to do. You know, it just, that's just me. There's other areas I'd like to get to, but due to this fucking pandemic, I'm a little bit grounded on that shit. I know. This shit better lighten up. Hurry. Fuck. Hey, so, so tragic. Um, you know, I know you said we had talked before, kind of like in your area and stuff like that. You have obviously clubs that are, that are friendly um, with your club. But you don't have really you said is it um, you don't really have like that official support club moniker for really kind of anything in your areas. Um, so you know how do you interact with the other like uh, um, official support clubs? Like is there is there like a, a certain like you know ones that you know you have that are close by that you interact uh, like outside of your area but still close enough that you go and interact with, or, or is it like you know an area by area basis kind of thing? You know it's different out here in Cali. Um, you know, I, we got, we got plenty of clubs that, that are, you know, I, I don't want to say, 
I don't want to call them support clubs because they're not structured like what what you would call a traditional yeah. support club. But, but they're guys who support the nation. You know, they're guys that come to our parties. They're guys that are cool with us. Um, you know, official support clubs, in my viewpoint, are clubs as a whole who understand our responsibility. They put in more effort and work to do stuff like that. Whereas, you know, you could have a club that's real friendly and supports the nation. You know, there's, there's a difference between that official. That official line is, is a big deal. Um, and regional, you know, it, it's different. For, I, I couldn't answer on that because fucking, you know, I'm a Cali dude, man. Um, and my club's so goddamn big that it's, it's hard to keep track of everything. Um, what I can say is that we got a lot of friends who, who love my club um, and we show them love back. And that's that's different for somebody um, like myself and why I think, you know, another episode would be great because like where I'm from um, and, and where I'm at, like um, the big club for us is very much structured um, with how they interact with with support club. Um, you know, there's there's kind of that that tiered system and that understanding and, and you kind of learn um, different roles and tiers and structures and, and how to conduct yourself and things like that. And, and obviously, you know, each big club. Um, it kind of has that responsibility to, to teach that. And, and, you know, maybe I'm biased, but I think that I understand it pretty well, but it's different. So again, so you're taking my perspective where we, you know, we very much have this heavy kind of understood structure to it and something where, you know, for like, for like, you know, you're talking about where maybe, you know, it, it's kind of different in how it's approached or, or presented or, or the different structures, you know, in the, in the support club kind of. I think in general, it's, it's whatever. <laughs> I think it's looser out here because in California, uh, other than San Diego, where it's kind of a fucking melting pot of like a lot of different clubs who are city only. Like there's a lot of clubs down in there that are just that, that region. Um, the majority of California though, there's, there's not a lot of, um, there's not a lot of variety, you know, it's us or some other cats. Um, and, and, and a few others, you know, it's, it's a lot less, there's a lot less, uh, uh, names at the table, the way that works out here. As far as you just don't see as many patches, um, particularly in my region, at least. Um, and so, it, you know, it's very different, but that's not to say that, you know, like your system, you know, that you're talking about yours are the tiers, you know, it, it, yeah, my, everything I know from the brothers, that I've talked to uh, out, out Midwest and East Coast. Um, one of my brothers who transferred out and has transferred back from the from the Midwest. It's so fucking different. It's like comparing apples and oranges. Um, you know, and, you know, I don't know that I understand the whole idea of it. You know, we've talked about a little bit of You kind of explained a, a little details here to me. It, it gets a little confusing for me. I'm like, hey, man, you're on my side or not. <laughs> Um, but you know, it, it, that's also not my, my shit to, to have an opinion yeah, on. I think, you know, and obviously I don't speak for them and, and how, why are the whys or the houses and the way that it's structured, but the way that I see it from where I'm at, uh, it, it works for them or for us. I mean, as, as kind of like a learning curve, um, you can start in one area and kind of progress and then the demands become a little bit more, the, the expectations become a little bit more and you learn a little bit more and you see, um, you're allowed maybe to, to participate, see a little bit more behind the curtains as far as kind of what's expected commitment wise. Um, 
<laughs> money-wise, travel-wise, you know, um, yeah. to see if you're ready for that next step. And, and I think, you know, that's kind of how they've implemented um, the structure. Uh, and if you're a guy like myself and you you adhere to it, you can decide if something is for you or, you know, this not for me. I think I think that's cool because at least you have like, you know, 100%, no interpretation needed where the fuck you're at. You know what I mean? But I'm also, like I said, I'm from California for some non-committal motherfuckers out here. You know? <laughs> we just fly by the seat of our pants, so we just do what we do. Uh, see, maybe maybe it's for another show, but what you have out here, and I can only speak for my area, is you have what's known as a dedicated support club, meaning that's the main support club, period. Mm-hmm. Then it breaks down into the rest of them being uh, the word we use is affiliates. So, you know, being being an affiliate can be for a few reasons. It could be because of the makeup of your club, who you allow as members, the type of bikes you ride. But that dedicated support club, there's no fucking question about it. You know what the fuck you signed up for. Yeah. I mean, that's it's essentially... I don't want to say you know minor leagues because that's it sounds disrespectful that way, but it's 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 you're you're part of the same family. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's the way I've always seen it. You know, and to me, you know, it, it, maybe that's maybe that's the difference. Almost like along the same lines of where we talk about what's the difference between a a one percent club and a non one percent club. You know, we, we often come down to it comes down to. Uh, not heart, but um, commitment, right? And so maybe that's the difference between, say, uh, uh, a designated support club versus, you know, an affiliate support club in, in that structure. You know what I mean? That There's a hierarchy to what where your level of commitment is going to. And maybe a little bit of recognition for that, you know? That, uh, I think that's appropriate. Should I want to be known and, and recognized that if I'm – you know, putting that level of commitment in that my, my structure, you know, if I was with a support club or something like that, that we're this, you know, on the totem pole or not. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, you kind of hit on something that some of the readers send in too and stuff. Um, it's kind of a different rabbit hole, but you know, they say, well, I would, I would, you know, they say I would be at tragic's level um, if I didn't have kids or if I didn't have this, oh, or if I had more time or whatever. And, and that's a completely different rabbit hole. But I, I think that, you know, they get, I can get what they mean, but I think what they, what they get backwards is that, you know, people like, like tragic have that too. It's, you know, you have to look at yourself and say, like, like for me, I say, you know, I haven't mastered how to put in the commitment level that's required and balance everything else that I have in my life. It's not that somebody else doesn't have the same commitments and and do something better than me. I just can't do what you do at the level that you do it with the, with the commitments that I have. And that's, that's not saying that he doesn't have them. I'm just not at that level. And I think people need to to have that inward conversation with themselves rather than saying, well, if I didn't have this or that, I'd do that too. Yeah. You just haven't learned how to how to how to handle it. And and I I say the same thing. I don't know how to how to balance it. Yeah. Well, see, the way you said it was you said it in a respectful way. And this is in one of the things, and a lot of my brothers have shared this meme. Um, and we've talked about it before. And it's it's a meme basically that says. You have to serve the table before you're before you can sit at the table. You know, anytime you sit there and complain and say, you know, I, I would join this, but I got my wife and my kids and this and that. 
it implies that we don't give a fuck about our families and that's insulting um and it and it is if you put it in the fact of as if it's the assumption that we are creating a deficit in our lives if you are just saying like hey man i don't know how to manage that hey i get it for sure um but when you put the when you put the assumption that you know me or my brothers don't put the same commitment to the, our family lives or our professional lives. Everybody knows I'm a nurse. I've talked about that. I manage an incredibly professional career with fucking some serious high demands. I have, you know, a, a, a spouse. Uh, I have a family. I have a daughter and a, and a, and a grandson. Um, I've talked about that before. Um, you know, I have other family, nieces and nephews. I still meet my obligations. Um and that's because of, of my skill set of being able to do that, you know, and some people, but I also got it at an earlier level. I didn't do it. I'm, you know, I didn't join a, a major club like this until I was in my thirties. I wasn't in my twenties. You know what I mean? So it, it is just for the readers. When you do sometimes when you got to watch how you word it, if you say you're not able to do it, that's cool. Cause you can't do it, but watch how you imply it. Don't imply it. Like I can't do it because I'm not willing to be a shitty person because that's that's how it comes across sometimes and and see i have a brother who his exact words is when when somebody's asked if they can make it or go somewhere do something and their first word is is yeah well i i'm gonna spend some time with my kids and his favorite thing his favorite reply to that is so you think you love your kids more than i fucking love mine yeah yeah exactly and that's how it comes across it's and it's a shitty way to think because don't think that, you know, guys in this life, one percenters love their families. Uh, they don't. Um, there's sacrifices that families end up making being part of this lifestyle, but that's it's not it's not what you think it is. You know what I mean? It's not. Like I said, I think it's 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 the guys that have to kind of look inward and say, "This is where I'm at." and what i'm able to to manage and handle i can't handle it like somebody like like tragic does so that's not my time to to step up like it's it's inward it's not saying that well the yeah. demands are too high why wouldn't you want the demands to be high i want to be i want to be elite if i'm yeah. going to jump i want to be elite i don't want demands that i don't want demands that take zero sort of training or or or, or stress or whatever the word is you know to handle like i want to know that i'm being tested and like learning how to balance like you guys are and and until i'm ready to do that that's that's on me and not some situation that i think those guys are are in or anything else yeah and not to sound shitty and cocky too but some guys who say that you know look at motherfucker you don't have it you know what you never did you know what i mean some guys will say that and they're like oh, i would do this uh and you're like you're just making excuses like look at if if it was easy to be in this lifestyle fucking everybody would do it it's not. There's a lot of sacrifices. So there are cats out there who just kind of say it as because they, they want to be like kind of braggadocious, like, ah, oh, I could do that. But you know what I mean? It's always the different on and it's always in the manner in which you approach it, in which you say it. Like you and we've had this conversation numerous times. I tell every, I've told you before, I said, I, you know, I think you're the kind of cat who's who has it in it. You have your reasons, um, you know, which I respect. But there's some cats out there who don't have it in them to begin with and then they make an excuse to be like that's why i don't do it i have i have enough 
I have enough self-reflection to know that I would absolutely get out of whack um, and get out of balance and do an absolutely horrible job at doing what's required to, to, to make both home and club life work and job. I mean, that is, that's Navy SEAL level stuff. And, and I think people that dismiss it or take it lightly are doing a, a huge disservice or like tragic. So they're, they're lying to themselves. Oh, see, and, and, and then too, and it's your fault Dave, that you, you keep sending me back to that support area. A lot of people think, and I don't know what it is in their areas. A lot of people think, oh, they just hand them out and they get paid money, they make money off of you. No, that fucking shit that we went through to get that shit was a fucking lot. And, you know, I'd like to tell the fucking Gilligan Islands happy ending that everybody made it, but they fucking didn't. You yeah. know, we lost, we lost people along the way because they weren't that level. You know, and I mean, it, it's, it takes a lot. It doesn't take a lot for me because all I got is home. I don't have that job situation. I fuck that shit. But I just have home to worry about and balance home. Everything else is easy. But yeah. it didn't happen yeah. overnight. Either. I need that. I need that. Fuck work. <laughs> I, need, I need that. I'm almost there. I, I can't even get it's you to be honest easy. about posting that chick. That ain't a bro. Hey, time the to fuck readers, out. The readers deserve to know the truth. That absolute <laughs> dump truck of a woman was not me. That was Andar. <laughs> uh, Dave's face keeps freezing on our video, so I can't tell if he's just stone stonewalling me or if he's fucking hiding the shit eating green and he posted that fucking. I, I even put on there, I was like, damn, I like thick, but that's fucking excessive. <laughs> I wouldn't, yo, I wouldn't hit that with a truck, bro. That's. <laughs> yep. That ain't my shit. You know what I'm saying? Like I post <laughs> But look at where you're at. You know, tragics in California, you're in Florida. Shit don't get cold there. You guys don't have to worry about keeping <laughs> we gotta keep warm in the winter. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying some people keep cold. Look like she keep a whole goddamn chapter warm. Hey, I bet you it's snacks in the fucking pantry. <laughs> I bet you. I bet you she's lost snacks in her underwear. I bet mean, she's got some cheez in the sheets. <laughs> I to lift up the titty and find a grilled cheese sandwich. Still hot. God. <laughs> <laughs> oh fucking deep for a again. That's good shit. Oh. I'll take that. That was a good one. There's, there's, there's been a lot of a lot of people that ask, well, you guys should actually meet up somewhere and do a live thing, and I just don't think they understand all the dynamics that have to be that the universe has to come together for that shit to actually fucking happen. Oh yeah, yeah. I, and I tell them, I said, yeah, that's that's kind of a unicorn world, you know. Don't get me wrong. If I ever find out tragic comes here and I didn't hear about it until. I and that's the that's the thing too right it's like that a lot of people think that we live like down the street from each other <laughs> you know like we could just go meet up in somebody's garage and do a live or you know do do a big recording session all, all of us together and shit but you know when uh before before we did the the big split as some people like to call it or the exodus or whatever uh the four guys that were just on the show 
we had had this plan to kind of meet up at a predetermined location kind of on our own just to kind of fucking hang out because we had um i want to say we we kind of had like a little tighter bond because because we were speaking to each other more instead of just the written articles you know we were doing this other shit and trying to trying to get get all this rolling too and what that was back in like october right well yeah we were talking about doing october you know and then we're we're I think I think it was last October we started talking about getting together this October. And even that still might not happen. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, this fucking COVID, man, like, you know, um, you know, I, it's just fuck, dude, I'm sick of it. <laughs> I'm fucking yeah. sick of it, man. Absolutely. You know what? It's actually been affecting my fucking ability to write shit because I write based on my my interactions with uh with brothers, I write on my interactions with with inter- other clubs. When I see stuff, I get a spark of like, "Hey, I should write about this moment." And I, you know, and I I dress it up with words and and I put it in a in, in a more general, digestible you know format. You know, so it's not so specific, but that's where I get my my muse. You know, it's from living the life, not just fucking sitting in on the sidelines. Um, and goddamn, this COVID shit is really making that hard right now. Um, so yeah, so for the readers, just you know, I've mentioned before, I'm in a in a slump. It's not, it'll go away, but that's why, man, because I don't, you know, I like to write authentic. I don't like to just make some shit up. Well, and I think it's one of those things that it's here to stay. So now you're gonna have to deal with the adjustment of it. You know, sure. at, at least for the next couple of years, it's gonna be here. Yeah, you know, it's like how do you go about having an event or doing this and that and trying to guarantee everybody's safety. And it's just going to be hard as hell. Well, I think, I think, uh, I'm gonna keep my opinions to myself just cause I don't want to upset one side or the other, uh, wherever they fall on this subject. Right. Tell Was me that- about your coin shortage. Tell me about your coin shortage. Oh, no, it's not about my coin shortage, man. I got, <laughs> I got plenty of that. I'm having single shortage cause you can't tip as a stripper in quarters. You know what I'm saying? But uh, nah, I just nah. I'm, I'm gonna keep that to myself. Like well, you I know said. what's gonna happen is that you know prospect hits are gonna fucking change. I'm gonna tell you that they're gonna be a lot more fucking goddamn hand sanitizer bottles, little mini ones. Hey, fucking your face masks and fucking shit. Hand sanitizer over there. Hey, you got some extra masks over there, prospect? Give me some fucking masks. Right. <laughs> hey, we need. Hey, and we need. Dollar seventy-five. Antibiotic going over there. You better bring me that shit right now. Get get hustled, prospect. Move. <laughs> And then you, they, we, every prospect needs to carry a dollar seventy-five in quarters and nickels for the parking meters and shit too. Oh man, dude! Yeah, it's gonna. It, it, that's where it'll change. You know, honestly, you know, as someone in the medical field, you know, because I get asked it a lot, it, it, it's at least gonna change shit for for the short term, uh, maybe even indefinitely. But we'll get back to it. Like every don't don't trip. Like fucking events are gonna come back. Humanity always comes to the fucking top. We'll still be fucking, you know, out there partying, drinking, slinging dick, whatever you want to be out there doing. It'll get back to normal eventually. Just take some time. Yeah. And there's, you know, depending on what level of conspiracy theory you want to do, because I'm like a, a deep level 10 on that shit. But, you know, I personally do think that maybe a little bit's because it's an election year. So they're blowing it out of proportion. Oh, a little don't, bit. Don't, even even with the science, like I'll, I'll tell you that shit's real. Don't think I don't think the motherfuckers out there 
aren't taking advantage of the situation. Oh, 100%. Well, see, and I know, I know Punk Rock's trying to stay away from it, but I did want to ask him, you know, I had read about a number of labs reporting false numbers in Florida. That is, so that's actually um, fucking huge. Uh, that's, it's also affecting some of the military bases, right? Because um, we have sent so many people home. So, like, let's say somebody in my squad or my fire team has tested positive, right? Now that entire squad or that entire work center has to go get tested, Right. And now that entire work center is now not at work until their test results come back. Luckily, they've been they've been pretty quick about it. Within 72 hours, we hear we hear back. So we're not really missing the mark on the mission that we have to meet. But it's still it's it's killing us, you know. Um, but it's well, that kind of shit is they're reporting they're reporting uh, pneumonia. They're rep- uh, they're reporting uh, flu common cold uh people with allergies that go in there because they're fucking stuffy they got a cough uh and then you've been a smoker for 10 years they're like oh he's he's got a stuffy nose his eyes watering he's coughing uh he doesn't feel good and it's in the morning so that that smoker's hack is real heavy uh this dude's got covid yeah so that's not that's not that's not conspiracy shit conspiracy shit would be that there's people inept enough to take advantage and use this information. This is just fucking lazy motherfuckers. You know, they <laughs> can't figure out how to fucking, you know what I mean? Like they're just well, lumping everything together because they don't, they're not doing their jobs right. Well, so it's kind of like how um, I think you and I were talking about it, um, where you called it uh, patient under, patient under investigation, right? Where they had the they had the symptoms, but it wasn't an official diagnosis, right? Yeah. Okay. So they're still taking the, the patient under investigation. They're not waiting for the test results. They'll be like, oh, nope, that's a fucking COVID case, and they push it up. That's bullshit. So we had, no. so we had over a million fucking cases in Florida, right? A million cases. And that gets reported as a million positive COVID cases. And yeah. then they, they come back ever since they started having to report it straight to the White House. Now, now for the readers, I'm not left or right, right? Fuck the government, both sides. So yeah. – uh, well, once they started having to report it directly to the White House and then to the CDC, they're like, "Oh no, we got like we got like ten thousand cases in the whole state." Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and it's it's like that too. You know, there was originally reporting uh, where they were giving deaths because there was incentives for there's this federal incentives. I don't want to get in, into too much of it, but there was federal incentives. There's monetary incentives to having COVID cases. Oh, absolutely, because then you got to pay for all these uh, extra supplies and stuff yeah. like that. I understand that completely. But on the other hand, just so people fucking know, you know, I'm, I'm someone who I know people who have died from COVID. Um, I, I, I have friends that have lost lung function from COVID. Um, so it's still, it's still real out there. It's still serious. Please fucking take basic precautions to protect yourself. I put out an Instagram post to my brothers begging these – Tough fucking bikers to please take it serious because I don't care how many fucking muscles and how tough you are and how much afraid you are. Please protect yourselves. Um, at the same time, it's like a wild animal. I'm not afraid of a beast, but I'm going to show them the fucking respect. I'm not going to stick my fucking hand in the, in the lion's fucking cage and not expect to get bit. You know what I mean? So it's one of those things. And, and see, it's, it's actually touched my family and, you know, they all they all recover recovered. They're doing fine. 
Good. But it is there. And 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 that's when people, you know, it's, it's like you said, I can respect it. I'm going to do everything I can to make sure I take my precautions, but I can't be, I, I, I can't live in fear of it. Awesome. I just I just have to do what I know to do to try to keep myself safe. My lungs, I don't know if I ever wrote about it, but my lungs were already compromised from one of my deployments. Yeah. Uh, that comes into play with uh, my medical discharge. And I didn't find out till years later, I got a golden envelope, no return address, basically telling me about the factory that we were staying next to overseas, pumping out asbestos as they made concrete. Oh, fuck. And so when I took that information to the VA, of course, their first question is, is where'd you get this from? And I'm like, that's that's not why I'm here. Yeah. True or not true. Yeah. And I mean, I've got a partner that to this day, he has a lot he has a lung that just deadly collapses. He was in the same place I was. Yeah. And you know, it's just the the fact that they were more upset that I found out than coming out and telling me the truth says a lot to me about the government. Yes. You know, yeah, so I kinda I'm I'm gonna wrap this up here. Um and then get, you know, obviously give you guys an opportunity to uh, have your closing statements here. But for, for the guys at home that aren't taking this serious uh, and you say you support the troops, right? I want to I just want to give you an example of what's going on. Um, I'm not allowed to take leave. I live in Jacksonville. I'm from San Diego. I'm not allowed to take leave. Um, and the fact that I haven't taken leave steadily over the last few years, I'm now going to come up on vacation days that I can't take, that I'm going to lose, right? They're called use or lose days. I'm going to lose, so I'm going to lose time off that I've earned. Uh, I can't go home and see my family. I have people that work for me and with me that have to ask permission to go get married. They have to ask permission to go home and bury their grandmother or bury their mother or, you know, God forbid they had another kind of death in the family that was unexpected. They have to ask permission, and a lot of these are getting denied because either because we live in what we call a red area, yep. traveling outside of that to somewhere where COVID has become less of an issue, less of a problem. They don't want to infect that area. So I have I have troops that I have to watch out for now every day that didn't get to go to their mother's fucking funeral, that didn't get to go to their little brother's funeral. Um because nobody's taking this shit seriously. Yeah. And like like Tragic said, you know, big bad fucking bikers. What am I afraid of, right? Oh, it's just a fucking, oh, it's just a flu. You know what? I kind of agree with you to an extent. Um, up until uh, one of my friends caught it in, in San Diego, I had no idea that she was sick. And she just said, yeah, man, it was like the worst flu I ever had. Uh, about three weeks I was sick and I still kind of got this cough, but I'll get over it. But that's not... That's not who it's killing, right? And the reason people are still afraid, because we still have so many people fucking dying. So don't tell me you support the troops and you don't want to do your part to fucking yeah. get this shit to, to a manageable, manageable level. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So sorry for getting kind of fucking political. and No. My, my blood pressure is going now, man, because I, no. I, I had to tell a guy... Uh, I had to tell a guy two two days ago that he can't go to his niece's fucking funeral. 
uh, on the other coast because we live in a very uh, infected area of the country. High risk. Yeah, very high risk area of the country. <clears throat> Ooh, man, I'm, yeah. I'm fucking mad. Sorry. Uh, but yeah, he can't he can't go bury his niece that that was uh, that passed away because motherfuckers won't wear a mask. But but I I I completely understand. My son is active duty, and he has had to be put into quarantine three separate times from somebody coming into his unit whose wife or kid or whatever have tested positive, and they were around him. He's been in quarantine three separate times. And, you know, he's not allowed to leave. He's not allowed to go anywhere. My niece, she's in California. She is not, she just missed out on a big family deal. She's not allowed to come home. So, I mean, I, I understand exactly where you're coming from on that. You know, it's, it, it just sucks. And people, like you said, people say they support the troops, but they really don't understand the depth this is going. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't mean to be disrespectful, but I kind of do at the same time, you know, um, regardless of what, what people's feelings on it or, you know, whatever it is, like, like tragic said, you know, we got, we just got to respect this shit. Um, but before I open my mouth and say some shit, I'm not supposed to, because uh, <laughs> I know, I know Jerry's listening. Uh, and recently I found out that my boss, well, now, uh, technically now he's my immediate supervisor, but, uh, I found out that he listens in every now and then. Oh shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, not good. Um, <laughs> so that's why I kind of have to be careful what I say now. Um, Y'all got well, to do a different alias. Let me, let me just give a final word on it, real quick, guys. As someone who is is a medical professional, who is not red, who is not blue, there's bullshit on both sides of those fucking aisles talking about a topic that neither one of them should be involved in. It is a medical discussion. It is a scientific thing. It is not a political thing. You wearing a mask does not protect you at fucking all. So that is correct. What it does is it protects everybody else in case you have been recently exposed and are not symptomatic yet. So if you have gotten fucking something from someone and aren't sick yet, don't feel sick yet, might not feel sick yet, but are a carrier and are spreading it around, it protects everybody else. That's why the fuck they wear them in surgery. So don't tell me they don't work. That's the whole fucking point of them. It's to stop the breath coming out your mouth, landing on someone else's fucking face and getting them sick. That is true. It works. It does not protect you. So you don't want to let any motherfucker near you who's not wearing a mask. If you do, understand you're taking the risks. That person may not be symptomatic. They may not feel it. They may not have been realized that they've been exposed to it yet. And not everybody is being as precautious as the next person. You can't assume shit. So... That's my stance on it. It's fucking science. I'm fucking, I know what I'm talking about. I wouldn't talk about, I don't have any fucking juice in the game. I don't get any fucking kickbacks from a fucking mask company. I literally watch the numbers every day in my emergency room that I work at go up. So it's fucking there. Trust the motherfucker who's got no juice in the game to tell you that the reason I'm saying this is because I don't want anybody fucking dying. 
And what is worse, it's not the dying. It's people who are losing lung function. It's people who are getting fucking strokes. It's people who are having heart attacks and losing heart function. Not everybody that gets this dies, but it doesn't mean it's not a severely impacting thing. So smarten the fuck up and listen. Thank you, Tragic. Mac, this is your welcome aboard episode. You got you got anything else for us now that you you know you're you're safe and you got your mask on, like we're not thousands of miles apart. <laughs> Well, I was just showing you the proper colors to wear when you have a mask on. God damn right. Well, my, my, my <laughs> so, man, uh, uh, shit. Thanks for having me. Hopefully, I write stuff that people can take something away from, or hopefully, I write something that can take you away from whatever other thoughts you're having. You know, just sometimes I like to read the stories that are on the page because. It breaks up the monotony of my day. Or I may be thinking about something else and I read that shit and I'm like, man, you know what? That's fucking right. I'm where's my shit? Let's go. I'm riding. So I mean, again, I'm 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 happy to be here. Uh if you want to friend request me, friend request tragic first. Uh, <laughs> that's that's pretty much it. Hey, I accept hey, I accept pretty much almost everybody that follows my personal Instagram, right? Even if you post it. Yeah, I, I don't give a fuck. What are you going to see? Right? All right. We've gone over this. The reason I don't do it. I promise. This is the last, this is the last time. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut everybody off, too. I'm going to just say thank you and then hit stop. But I've had, I've had two or three people in the last week be like, so like, you're like part of the four for the road guys, but like you don't post a bunch of motorcycle stuff. And be like, nah, man. Like, this is my kid, right? She's, she's seven. Uh, I like to play video games, too. Locked in my house for the last 30, uh, 30 days. Uh, like I said, man, it's my personal fucking profile. So unless you want to see, if you don't want to see like memes and then like pictures of my pit bulls, probably don't follow me. Yeah. So follow the, follow the, uh, the page, uh, for the actual show. Absolutely. Which is the number four F O R underscore the road for the Instagram. And then it's pretty much the same thing without the, uh, <clears throat> underscore for the Facebook page. For some reason, if you haven't heard about that, fucking get there. Uh, we appreciate everything that you guys do for us, all the love and support. Uh, Mac, I mean, you've been you've been part of the team for a while, but welcome welcome to the show. <clears throat> we look forward to having you you on uh, a little a little sooner rather than later, man. For that for that support club show, I think I think you're going to be a great addition to that. Hint hint. <clears throat> so uh, once again, thanks for listening, guys, and we'll catch you next week. <laughs>